Welcome to GarCast, home of all manly media. Hello and welcome to GarCast. Uh, today is a very special episode. Uh, we have a guest and a very special guest at that. So our usual round uh, is, as uh, always, is Alistair. Hey. Uh, Boris. What's up? Uh, Tom. G'day. And uh, our special guest is uh, the anime hero. Hello. Hello. So, uh, would you love to introduce yourself? Um, I don't know what else to say other than, you know, the typical thing I always say in, in all of my videos with, I'm the anime hero, I review anime so you can enjoy it. And <laughs> do you want me to go on, like, about my personal life or something? To look at? <laughs> uh, you cover a very special niche of anime. Oh, well... That's what you say, but I haven't been doing that in the past year, or maybe, <laughs> well, sort of. I don't know. I, I feel like fine. I'm betraying. We, we slack I feel like as well. I feel I'm betraying people because I haven't. Because last year I was doing um, I was doing the well manly list of characters, and I just realized, holy shit! It's this is um, this is the second year I'm doing it. I only did one single video for that list, and now I'm thinking. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> Here I am obsessing over anime superheroes currently. Well, I don't know. One thing I realized about myself that I tend to go through phases throughout my whole YouTube thing. Like, I'll be into this certain thing and then, you know, I don't like forget about it over the years, but it stays with me. But I start getting interested into other things. And I guess ever since I did that manly characters list, I felt burned out that I accomplished kind of what I wanted to do <laughs> but I, there's still other things that I want to do which is the uh, I said earlier the one manly list and a couple of other things because personally I, I get kind of fed up with the anime community on YouTube and every now and then I get pissed off about you know how there's certain um, websites that clearly do not know about any anime that they're talking about and they make all these videos, and they, they make so much income, and I'm here, I'm thinking, I wish I could have, you know, <laughs> a reasonable income, or, you know, actually point people in the right direction of when it comes to certain anime shows, because I get uh, very pissed off <laughs> and aggravated. <laughs> yeah, because, like, one of the easiest examples was, you know, with Watch Mojo, that channel, and how much they pretty much exploited anime up the everywhere, and then I, I come across other channels, which... Like, they'll be seeing lists, and it's total BS. Like, none of that makes sense, even when you're trying to make a positive thing. Like, there was one called, like, 10 Movies That Stole From Anime. And I watched the vid, you know, giving it, a, giving it a shred of doubt, thinking, you know, maybe this person knows what they're talking about. Maybe this company actually cares about anime with something this positive. And then they, I see the video, and it just... No. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> God damn it. No. They can't even get yeah, their watch positives Mojo right. Is all quality. <laughs> yeah. So the funny thing is that when I started YouTube, it was actually out of spite as well. It wasn't uh, not necessarily a good <laughs> motive. It's like, man, these videos suck. I'm gonna make a better one. <laughs> that uh, that was my. That's how I started. Honestly, it was about. It was once again had to do with lists because people were making like, oh, I these these are the top ten Dragon Ball Z movies, and that's how it all started for me. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I don't know if this is gonna turn into an interview or not. <laughs> <'Cause>, nah, no, <laughs> we're just basically here to rave about very gun manly shit. Yeah, th that, that's what we're here for. Also, yeah. Super Ipitch Wolf uh, started his channel out of spite and it worked out well for him. So, right. don't you worry about that. Mm -hmm. all, all motivations yeah. are noble if you produce content. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, my justification for my hatred. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this video sucks. So I'll make something better. But, like, don't you feel bad for, you know, insulting people? Like, but if it's good quality, then it's okay. <laughs> It's, it's justice like you know <laughs> uh, so if we want to to go to like different topics that we like all could be interested in or like have a common interest in like basically the uh, manly stuff and uh, like just before recording we started talking about this uh, how about manly stuff nowadays like uh, what's going on because uh, we're not in the 80s anymore we're in the 90s we uh, are well, I didn't know that <laughs> 
<laughs> wow, this is newsflash. Oh. Like, where are all my OVAs? I need, I need more. Um, so yeah, uh, what, what would you say, like, uh, as the, sort of a veteran or like knowing a lot of stuff from back then? How do you like feel about today? Well, some of my other friends are a little more on the um, angry. Well, when I first talked to them, they were more on the angry side about like, man, this should be anime like this and not like that. You know, insulting the the current generation of things. But they mellowed out. That they they become calmer and more understanding of what's going on. And I guess that's how I feel too, because um, strangely, even though my favorite character is Kenshiro, the the first manly show that I watched was actually Gogo Thirteen. <laughs> ah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that and um, I was watching Fist of North Star at the same time, but I wasn't actually that into it. It wasn't like a little later that um uh, that I started, you know, full blown into it, and then other <laughs> series just came along, and I just kept looking for shows that was similar to Fist of North Star, and then it just kept going and going and going up, up until the end of 2015. And the way I feel about the current stuff is that I do wish there was more masculine options just so people could be a little more di have a little more diversity in their anime favorites or stuff mm -hmm. they or whenever they want to claim something as oh this anime is very very good <laughs> or the other reasons because a lot of modern fans they don't want to watch something that's older in the you know four by three aspect yeah. ratio and that i've seen sometimes as well that uh, basically it's old and therefore should not be watched it's a bit sad because it's just a different style, like especially like different stuff, animation, like feeling, atmosphere and stuff. Like it has its own charm, really. Yeah, yeah, because it goes on also on the subject of character designs. Um, we were mentioning this earlier before we recorded that. Um, one of my complaints is that whenever a mass a manly parody comes out or a very masculine looking character appears, everyone assumes that it's oh that's gotta be a JoJo reference or something of the sort. Because uh, th there was one time where. Even on the JoJo wiki, someone posted a, uh, a possible Dio reference, which was clearly a reference of Pocket the Grappler instead. And, you know, so I was just, calm down, people. <laughs> Come on, just just <laughs> be a little more open. And th that's one reason, because I remember there's a couple, there's a video flowing around that says, like, top 10 JoJo parodies, and one of the clear images on the thumbnail is uh, a parody of Kenshiro. So, uh, okay. <laughs> so you know, stuff like that. I just kind of wish, yeah. I just don't want any confusion to happen. I, I just that's why I kind of want uh, for there to be more um, current manly things, just so people could learn about. Oh, so Jojo wasn't the only thing that has muscles, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it's really just sort of a, a lack of a reference point, I guess. And uh, to be fair, I think things like older anime are coming back into. Uh, a style because the you know the idea mm -hmm. of aesthetics has really sort of taken root especially in the anime community so things like um a lot of things like dirty pear and uh, uh urusei yatsura sorry um while not necessarily manly are sort of coming back around so we may sort of see perhaps a resurgence i don't know even if it's just things like say city hunter uh mm. yeah like, I think Jojo really kicked like a bit of a renaissance uh, into gear. Like we are getting, I think, a new Baki OVA. Uh, like Ashita no Joe, new thing was new was Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Legend of the Galactic Heroes. We uh, got a little bit of Devilman. Oh yeah, Devilman by USR. Uh, so yeah, I think it's coming back. Like not in the huge style, but at least uh, in a sort of OVA format. And I can deal with that actually. That's very good. If out of well, the 60 anime that come out every season, one of them is like old school gar and manliness, that's fine. But even that number seems a bit high currently. <laughs> well, there are other shows that you could, I guess, put into that style because I guess the the muscular manly style is kind of kind of gone. But you you still get shows that you could consider, um, I guess, fairly manly things like uh, Arca, well, a bit more low key perhaps did sort of go for that aesthetic as it was. Or uh, or in some cases, you would just have like a show that just happens to have a manly character, but not necessarily a manly anime. Yeah. Um, uh, the, yeah, because one example... Garo, yeah, because his name is Sword. I mean, how manly is yes. that? 
his parents. I don't know. There's a character him, so... called Saber and Fate. It's not exactly manly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it went from King Arthur into like man to woman. So, <laughs> <laughs> mind you, there's a character in Fire Emblem Gaiden and the remake, uh, Echoes. That's what it's called. Called Saber as well, and he's he's pretty fucking guy. Here, I'll see if I can get a picture of him. Well. We all know that the swords are way manlier than sabers. <laughs> if, if if that makes any sense at all. Uh, for even like deck mandy aesthetics, uh, I would even add like all out from like a few seasons ago, which I still haven't finished. But I thought like yeah, that I think that wouldn't be something that would be like up there if if Jojo hadn't been there. Like that that was like all the muscles, like a very unusual style. Jojo is a bit of a weird one, it just kind of transcends time. Like, it came back in 2012 and everyone just accepted it immediately. Mm -hmm. Well, it wasn't immediately, from what I remember. People didn't gravitate towards it that fast. They still found it... uh, From what I remember, people were hesitant because they thought it was too gay for them. (laughs) There is nothing like too gay. (laughs) Jojo's the perfect (laughs) amount of fabulous. (laughs) You know, that's that's what was going around for the longest time, especially when the manga was still, you know, back in the Duwang days. Because cause, Ooh, yeah. cause back then, we didn't read Duwang for fun. We read that seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it was all we had. <laughs> yeah. That and, um, I, I guess a modern thing would be the new upcoming Basilisk anime. And then uh, last year we had Tiger oh, yeah. Double. I keep forgetting about the Basilisk anime. That's a thing. I have no idea how they got the idea to actually make a sequel to Basilisk. I don't hear anyone talking about Basilisk, but here yeah. we are, and it's a it's well, a good good time to be alive. Well, that's well, that anime does have a pachinko, so there must be some <laughs> something going on in Japan. <laughs> oh, we we're well versed in pachinko lore here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We just basically live off pachinko cutscenes nowadays. Yeah. Oh, just, that, oh, that reworked actually... Macross. Um, <laughs> yeah, that reworked SDF Macross OP that was only made because of a pachinko machine and stuff like that. Oh, man. I think um, I, have... I remember there was an article that Akira Kamiya um, said that he actually got more money voicing for a pachinko. That wouldn't what? surprise me, <laughs> to be yeah, honest. Yeah. It's probably a bigger industry than anime is. I mean, that's what Konami's moved to. Yeah. And Card games and pachinko. It's well known for making smart decisions. I can't even imagine. Like, I just I played pachinko recently because I'm currently playing Yakuza where you can basically play like real pachinko machines in the game. And that's just misery. <laughs> you're, just, you're just watching like little metal balls fly around and they do clacking noises. And well, maybe something happens on your screen. <laughs> but that's it. There's I no skill involved. <laughs> I, I felt a lot of misery watching Kaiji play Pachinko, so I can relate <laughs> oh, to that. Yeah. <laughs> the poor man. <laughs> I'm sure Elena can tell you a thing or two about Kaiji. Uh, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, hmm, I wonder what gives it away. Certainly <laughs> <laughs> <And, laughs> <sorry, laughs> not the profile. Certainly <laughs> not the profile image. <laughs> zawa, zawa. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I, I find it so great. Like season two is all about how Pachinko is basically a rigged game and absolutely awful. And then season three basically has a Pachinko adaptation. This is so meta, I can't even <laughs> wrap my head around it. How do you miss the point of the series so badly? I don't know. Pachinko is a miracle, but not a good one. But a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say there was another manly show that was kind of recent, but I'm not. I can't remember what it was. Uh, <laughs> I know there was something the, else that was kind of, kind of big, but I, I just don't remember <laughs> exactly what show was it. I know, I know it wasn't Time as Double. I said that already, and uh, I'm drawing I blanks. <laughs> Fate Up Creefa had like a biker dude. Ah, yeah, dual shotguns as well. Oh yeah, true. Well, Dragon Ball Super is still going. Well, but it's, it's not. Yeah, but it's not that. 
because <laughs> well, I, I, I don't really because some, some people have actually asked me that do you consider like dragon ball a manly thing it's sort of like it, it kind of has the look but it doesn't necessarily have that spirit <laughs> um you know not the 80s spirit that's for sure like fist of north star you know it doesn't have that uh that drama of the you know something happened or those manly moments where you know friends get together even cromarty high school has moments like that because <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember when they're um I forgot what episode it was, but oh yeah, it was. It's when they when they have Mekazawa's little brother, and they're like, they're wondering who to take the phone. And then I remember one of the characters was like, "I'll take it. We're counting on you, Hayashida." And then just for like, just for that, <laughs> it's like, calm down. It's like, to be oh. fair, like phone conversations are terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm currently watching Chromati High School. It's it's the best thing ever. It's, I, it's I, wonderful. I wish they did the whole manga, but they didn't. <laughs> okay, yeah. so it's incomplete. Cool. Then yeah, yeah. Well, m- most comedy adaptations what? are like that. They never do the whole thing for some reason. But okay, but yeah. it's good to know that I can continue reading once I've completed watching it. Yeah. Well, the, like like no, but... the, like the anime tells you that that you miss out the start in the anime as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. From the manga, you, you actually need to read from the very beginning because a lot of there's a lot of stuff missing for some. Like there's actually jokes within those adapted episodes they didn't put in for some for some reason. I don't know why, but yeah, it, it's worth reading all the way through. But it, what I hate is the way it ends. It just kind of just stops. <laughs> there's like there's no like celebratory thing. Oh, I remember what it was. I remember what it was. Sorry, I just <laughs> had to like uh, enter something. Yeah, I actually remember the show I was gonna bring up. It was actually Lupin the Third. Oh hell yeah! Recent, yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah, with the with the recent movies like with Jiggins Gravestone and Goemon Spray of Blood. So yeah, there's that side of masculinity. <laughs> Definitely. No, I'm number one Lupin fan here, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's like, yeah, I don't really know much about, um, you know, the anime hero guy. And Boris is like, well, he did videos at Lupin. It's like, ah, oh, he's, he's a great guy. I love him. He's <laughs> our best guest yet. Yeah, just just watch those four videos. It's like, that's all you need to watch for my channel. It's like, I don't... <laughs> yeah, but I do want to talk about Lupin, like, in the future. Because, well, I guess it's a good conversation piece right now. Because Lupin the Third and there's some other masculine-themed shows that... They have different flavors of manliness, I guess that's the best way to put it. Because, you know, Fist of North Star, of North Star is like, you know, the staple of masculinity. But then you get something like Lupin, which, you know, clearly it's, there's still a masculine charm to it. But there's despite not having any muscular characters, there, there's just a certain, um, I guess, manly in spirit, especially with characters like Jigen and Goemon <laughs> and yeah, Lupin uh... himself at times. Yeah, the charisma of the characters, I guess, works with, like you said, this sort of spirit and their ideals, uh, and how they how they act. Uh, I don't know. Lupin's ninety yeah. percent uh, comfy and ten percent head scratching because some episodes are just weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> red, red jacket is the more red jacket you see, the stranger it gets. <laughs> I I love red jacket though; it's my favorite, <laughs> just because of that. Yeah. Uh, Pink, um, pink jacket is sort of a combination of green and red, because there's still some absurd things, but this still has a lot of that crime factor that red jacket doesn't always have. But I don't know that they all have something unique to them. Like red jacket has the best um, group chemistry with everybody. Yeah. Um, I think green jacket um probably has the best Fujiko, but I can I, can I don't know. I don't know, I like her in red, even though she's, like, very bitchy in that one, but I'm like, you know, you're such a backstabber, but well, that... you look good. <laughs> That's a character, though. Yeah. You're like, our know backstabber. Be- <laughs> I should know better, but, you know, my monkey punch just wants to, you know. <laughs> I've only seen, like, a few episodes of L'Aventura Italiana, the 2015-16 one. Yeah, the and... blue it's it's very good still i'd say it's um yeah very well animated like throughout and it's they do introduce some really fun characters like um nix and other bits and pieces mm-hmm. who's the dmi6 agent 
Yeah, because when he gets when he gets mad in certain scenes, the animation style changes. Yeah, cool. it's the sort of like you know the animation can't even contain him sort of thing, and he just he, he smears. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah, his anger comes out of his like... head and affects the animation. So <laughs> I'm, uh, so, good. I'm so mad. I gotta change the art style. <laughs> <laughs> But personally, yeah, I, 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 I prefer the gritty Lupons uh, as a personal choice, though. <laughs> uh, reminds me, I've, I've seen only the, the first episode of uh, a woman called Fujiko Mine. Mm-hmm. And that was already, like, I thought, like, oof, wow, that's, that's going to be a thing to watch. But, but, but I really liked it uh, so far. Well, there's, only, there's, only, there's only one thing in that show that I don't like. And it's the ending. No, not the ending. <laughs> like I don't care about the ending. And compared to the scene that happened in episode freaking four, the very freaking beginning, <laughs> that scene that should should not exist. <laughs> Do you wish to illuminate uh, us why that is? I have, I have no clue. I haven't seen oh, it yet. So. Well, well, if you're familiar with just how Lupin is, between you know how the whole Lupin wants Fujiko and. <laughs> In episode four, um, someone else gets to score with Fujiko, and that character should not <laughs> should not be next to her. <laughs> we have broken our guest, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's, it's just <laughs> should not have done that. It's just so wrong. <laughs> the best way I could put it, it's like if maybe um to try to have a comparison. It's like if um. Uh, be a weird won't be a really weird pairing it's like if the joker uh okay instead of the joker shooting barbara gordon and breaking her spine instead he ends up like screwing with her uh, <laughs> okay so so this that's sort of probably like, happened at one point <laughs> well <laughs> i mean but yeah but seeing that lupin i don't know episode four to me was just way off <laughs> just like no <laughs> All my other friends are saying, like, telling me, what scene, hero? What are you talking about? That scene never happened. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> yeah. It was all just in your imagination. Yeah, the fever like... dream. Never happened. <laughs> yeah, that never happened. You know, like the first 30 minutes of Killing Joke. That didn't happen either. <laughs> bah, no. Um, it exist. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways... I, I... Many things. So. Uh, I do hope that Blackjack at Lupin becomes a bit of a mainstay. Uh, they smoke the drugs in there. It's pretty good. <laughs> Boris is in with the, the drug culture. Yeah, I am down with the rape niche, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I ain't, but whatever. It's, it's yeah. You're just you're just trying to be cool, old man. That's all you are. I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to act cool in front of the kids. I'm I'm down with the drugs. Okay, do we have a track to get back on or? Well, well, I was gonna <laughs> ask a question. Like, so, what about gay manliness? Is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, yeah. Jojo exists, so it's definitely a thing. Yeah, that is uh, like the, the the purest amount of of fabulous uh, plus manly that you can ever get. And I'm pretty sure that also awakened a lot of things in many people. <laughs> I, 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 li- I like the way Jojo bridges the gap. It's like almost an even distribution. Well, like, it's, it, it's sort of the intersection of the communities as, you know, shows focused around men attract people that, you know, want to see men together. And, you know, mm. that's, that's probably part of the reason we're all here. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but it's... Um, it's sort of a, a nice marriage, I guess, of communities, and it helps, I guess, both of them grow nicely. And I haven't seen anything too obtrusive. Like, I don't see people getting very angry at each other about this kind of stuff at all. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's it works out nicely. Yeah, the, as I am probably one of the people who has access to the Tumblr lands, but I don't residue there because it <laughs> tends to be sometimes not good. Like, I haven't seen, like, uh, like any fandom wars or anything, like, over, I don't know, JoJo or something. Like, that, that, that's somewhere else. Like, normally in there, everything is calm. Like, even, like, like Manly Games or something, like, like Yakuza or stuff. Like, you know, everybody's chill. It's a miracle. And the Fukumoto community, pretty good, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's all 12 people that we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit more than that. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's 13, you know. <laughs> well, actually, I mean... going on the whole subject of um, of the whole, like... Uh, well, when it comes to Bakke the Grappler, I've always been kind of curious if the author was actually gay or not. <laughs> or if he no, just man. really likes muscles. Uh, I don't know, because there's some imagery where the manly characters are like... Very, very little stuff. <laughs> it's the same, like, I, I have the, the two Bucky the Grappa like, DVDs on my shelf. Mm-hmm. And, like, basically, I would just open them. It's just a huge load of muscle and think, like, is is that the point where, where it is too far? <laughs> I think, yes, maybe. <laughs> well, no. But then well, again, it's also fun. <laughs> well, to be honest, Toriko has more um, exaggerated muscles than Bucky the Grappler. <laughs> But Baki's uh, muscles are still pretty, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty out there. <laughs> As an artist myself, I can tell you that drawing muscles is just a lot of fun. You, you get to <laughs> a, a bunch of details and line work onto something, and it's it's a good time. But I guess it also comes across as a bit questionable, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have the the French release of the JoJo OVAs, and they come. They came with a lot of interview, like behind the scenes stuff. Oh. And I don't know who it was. Like one of the guys who worked on the OVAs. I don't think it was the director, but I think like one of the designers had to meet up with Araki and was sort of scared because he he didn't knew him and he said like, yeah, I I don't know. Like, it, does he like men? Doesn't he? <laughs> what do I do? How do I approach this? Can can, can I talk to him? And then you see just the actual like like panel where they sit together. Like, no, okay, he's actually just chill and just a rocky smiling and sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> actually, um, I think I have that exact same bonus feature too on the uh, U.S. Um, OVA releases. Oh, cool. Yeah, I have that because I remember in that one they talked about the Darby the Gambler episode. Assuming this is the same bonus feature, but who knows. <laughs> But I, I do get annoyed is that with Italy and France, how they get so much. I'm thinking we're really late yeah. on the ball. We're already getting Devilman manga. And I, I can only just imagine like a skit right now thinking like, hey, we're getting the Devilman manga. And then some Italians like, oh, but we had it for many, many years. But <laughs> what, what, and what about all these other things? Like you like, like you like Jojo, that's just a star. What about Fist and North Star? We have the manga over here. What about you guys? Lupin the Third, <laughs> we have everything. <laughs> what do you have? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Some posh <laughs> Italian. <laughs> Why you gotta be those, so mean? <laughs> those damn arrogant Italians stealing all manly stuff. I have to wonder why what it is with Italy that they're getting everything in this regard. Like, did they even got anime back in the 70s and no one else did? Yeah. I mean, uh, the, internationally. Yeah, I think that didn't even Lupin uh, the third like run in Italy immediately on TV or something? Like, mm. like nearly simultaneously with Japan? I'm not yeah. sure about uh, about its early debut, but I do know that the part four, the, the Italian adventure, ones. yeah, that did yeah. premiere in Italy first, because you know, <sighs> the lucky Italians. I, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, for me, it's especially the the French because I I grew up very close to the French border and I speak French fluently, uh, and I caught like back then when I, um, like stuff on TV because like of course like, you get French TV if you live close to the border. And they had like there's a lot of seinen shows and like old OVAs that just ran on TV. Uh, this where I caught a few like like as a small kid, uh, and especially even like violent ones. And uh, I wonder still like yeah they they seem to be cool. Like of course they have like a, a huge culture already with their like comics and uh, their own animation. So yeah, I guess just. Uh, d- d- basically love for one and then just the other one happened too like what the french have such amazing releases i can't wrap my head around it oh, like how is it even possible they have the cobra manga that's something i wish i had uh, they, yeah. they have too much we need <laughs> to take it away from them yeah. well that's why i'm curious with part five lupin coming out and it takes place in france are the french gonna get it first <laughs> <laughs> question well it's uh, a love that goes both ways because Araki sure loves Italy and they love him back I guess (laughs) it's like you know like hey you love me I love you back what are you gonna give me (laughs) 
Would like would we get the latest volume of Jojo Leon or something? You know, a little extra if you get what I mean. <laughs> like, we we gave you that one TV cook who dresses up as Dio. So, what do we get back? You get a Jojo part that's set all in Italy. <laughs> nice. You get taste of a liar. <laughs> Again, I hear something. Can we actually get Italy to finance the JoJo Part Five anime? Uh, that's that's gonna happen anyway. It's gonna take them a while, but it's gonna happen uh, because Part Five is popular in Japan as well. I think it's just a matter of time. David Production are just dick teasing us. Have they? <laughs> I haven't even seen a tease of anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, the yeah. the absence of anything is the tease. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're just sitting there on the high throne going, nah, we're just making ourselves rare. And one day your thirst will be too much, and then we'll be back. Well, what did he uh, do in the in the past? I don't know how long. Uh, the, the Rohan OVA, which ah, is, is, I think, just subbed now a few days ago. Oh, really? Shit. Yeah, I, I saw it somewhere like on YouTube, just, you know, flowing around. But personally, I'm just waiting for part five to happen just so we could get to part six because I just want to see Jolene, Cujo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good reason. Yeah, same. Well, I do want to see part five because when I read it, um, I, I, I envisioned the action scenes to be like really, really good and fast paced. So I'm just kind of hoping that that, ten that transition does occur in the adaptation. And maybe it was just me just reading the manga and <laughs> thinking, man, this is the action's really good. I wonder how the anime would turn out. Oh, it's not as cool as I remember. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, uh, Tom should be here for this conversation. A local Part 5 fanboy. <laughs> There's always one in every group of friends. I still haven't finished Part 5, and I think that this is going to be a running joke now. Because I think this is... Going all through the podcast. Pretty sure you said in the first episode, I'm still reading part five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be fair, I, I haven't read any Stillbull Run in about a year either, so <laughs> okay. we're in the same boat. We're all set. <laughs> and I still haven't made my review of Steelball Run despite, you know, all these years. <laughs> What what are all these fake fans in the Garcast? I have read every JoJo part and I've read some of them twice. <laughs> I really want to read JoJo earlier. Damn it. So I should probably finish. Well, they have the color releases now for everything, so fucking do it. Yeah, yeah Tom, uh, we need you to rave about Giorgio Part 5. Part Come 5? On, oh, dude, the, parts, the fights in Part 5 are the absolute best. I've said this so many times. The, the White Album fight is the tensest fight in Giorgio, because it goes on for so long, and like the shit with the car, and then um, the finale with um, Guido and shit. It's really fucking cool. Is, is White Album the one that's f freezing and shit? Yeah, so White Album's the guy in the suit that's freezing everything. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The fight I want to see is the Bruno and Mister against uh, Bruschito and Pesce. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> any of the fights in Part 5, I think, need to be animated. They'd be so good. Even, I, I the, <laughs> even the really weird fights with... um. Oh, God, what's his name? <laughs> The guy that has Aerosmith, I can't remember his name. Narancia. Uh, Narancia. Yeah, there you go. I gotta see the fight against Metallica and also which uh, name they're gonna come up with for the stand Metallica in the subs. <laughs> <laughs> Steel Elica. No. It'll be, it'll be hilarious if it just turns ACDC. <laughs> like, wait oh. a minute. <laughs> this is my stand, heavy metal. <laughs> yeah, I could kind, of, I could kind of see that, especially with you know stands like flaccid pancake. Ah, oh, dude, what's the one for uh, dirty deeds done cheap? Is oh, the uh, dastly uh, deeds at a reasonable price, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best translation. <laughs> Reasonable price, you say? Explain. <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of America, I will commit murder at a reasonable price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the one stand that I just never 
well, the, the one fight that I'm not too excited to see in part five is the one with the uh, with, I think the character's name was Carne. I'm I'm not sure, but it it's the one that you know that that shows up to die, and you know unleashes a stand in the plane. <laughs> uh, that's uh, isn't that uh, big biggest malls notorious B A G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's what the stand is called. Cause, because <laughs> I don't remember if. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, there was this one YouTube video from this um, really old JoJo fan from way back in the day that um. He made a list of the weirdest stands, and one of them was Notorious B.I.G. And the thing is, he was kind of wondering, like, how does this stand work? I mean, especially when this guy fully knows that he has to go there to die. Like, how does he know his stand would work that way? <laughs> and He's and... just really, really dedicated <laughs> to the cause. But I can only wonder, so what was he doing before he was called on the job? It's sort of like... A weird thing to picture is that, you know, Diablo has this, yeah, I got this organization of stand user assassins. Like, what does this guy do? He could, you know, kill people by making them age. What does this guy do? He can make people die with um with elevation and stuff. What does that guy do? He can <laughs> unleash the stand, but it only works if he dies. Well, like, with Diablo's ability, technically, you could see him getting, like, killed and then undeaded. Shit like yeah. that. It'd be weird. Diablo's stand is really fucking convoluted. Is the problem? To me, there's King an easy Crimson. way to describe it. There's actually, I found an easy way to to describe what it does. It's very simply. After many years works. of research, no, no, no. It's something better. It, it's just a stand that dodges. Actually, <laughs> just dodges. That's what it does. It dodges attacks. That's what it does. It's just a yeah. counter dodge. That's all it does. But the thing is, even with the logic of explaining how it's supposed to work, it's kind of contradicted when Diablo could grab blood and spray it on people's faces so they could blind them. It was like, hey, I thought you said not, you couldn't affect them. What was that? That's clearly affecting them. <laughs> but whatever. It just works. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to the day when Crunchyroll solves that part. It's like, what explanation are you going to give us? <laughs> I just remembered the one snippet from an Iraqi interview, like when people ask him, like, "How does this stand work? How does that work?" Like, and then he said, "I don't even remember drawing them. Like, people remember my stuff better than I do. Like, I don't know." Oh yeah, in that same interview, I think that's the one where he says, "Like, I kind of I want Kira like to like to win or something like that." It was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess this relates to the whole masculinity topic because I was very sad when part four was announced and they didn't show any of their manly designs like the beginning of the manga. I was like, oh, I really wanted to see oh, yeah. the manly Josuke, but no, that didn't happen. It's like, no, yeah. I just got the um the middle points of of Josuke, <laughs> you know, design two, 2.75 out of the many that he has in part four. <laughs> so whatever. Uh they went for consistency for that one. Yeah. Which is not what they did with Iggy in part three, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, David, what are you doing, David? I wanted to draw Iggy, but David, he's, Iggy doesn't look the same. It's like a different species. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> look at this human face dog. <laughs> What are you doing, David? <laughs> I'm drawing what I want to do, but it's not consistent, David. L listen, this is now my headcanon that David production is just one dude called David, and he's doing everything. Where you, when is part five coming out, David? <laughs> Where's the teaser? <laughs> what with this robot, David? I just want part five, damn it. David. I just wonder what David looks like. <laughs> I just kind of picture. I just kind of picture a guy with a normal shirt and and pants and shoes, but on his face is just blank that says David. He's <laughs> just an all-American boy. <laughs> I just want just one tiny Iraqi accessory somewhere. Just I don't know, a golden lock as a the earring or something. <laughs> just just one detail that super stands out. That's David. He drops the George. <laughs> <laughs>
just does it all by himself. Oh, manly things. Oh, actually, um, you know, there's been a lot of um, pe- people telling me they they wish David Production did Fist of North Star or something else. You know, something else that's manly. Because, because back to the whole Part Four animation, I was just really sad that wow, Part One and Two they look pretty cool with their colors and everything, and their redesigned pointy edges and abstract you know designs a bit but then when part three comes in oh wow everyone looks super detailed part four the details gone (laughs) yeah it's more like a sort of suave smoothness uh over everything i I found it fitting especially with the whole like the color design like the super purple sky and yellow whatever the super crashing colors yeah but yeah it's it's not that super crisp but it it still looks good yeah well like the the thing is what i well i was getting like some weird berserk flashbacks watching diamond is unbreakable because every now and then there will be a very detailed close-up like with rohan says like i refuse or with a close-up of uh echoes showing up yeah and and then i'm just thinking Wow, you know, this reminds me of Berserk 2016-17 when they had those, you know, fully detailed close-ups. <laughs> we don't talk about that. We don't. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't. I don't know what you're referring to. There was no Berserk series in 2016 or 17. There wasn't. Oh gosh, I must be misremembering things. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, actually, um, yeah, sp- speaking of. Oh, sorry for interrupting. Uh, I'll, I'll just say this really quickly. Is that because um, there was a Crunchyroll article recently that apparently the '90s Berserk anime always had a subtitle with it. It was something um, I don't remember what it was, but it was something like something of the storm. Which I'm thinking that was that always a thing because <laughs> I don't recall. Yeah, that so they've changed thing. it to that on Mal. I think is they've changed, they've added a subtitle to it, and nobody. Yeah, I can't say I've ever heard anybody use it with a subtitle. Yeah, huh. it's like Swordwind Chronicle, I think. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, one. That, that might like be it. Yeah, Swordwind Chronicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- there was a... What's that yeah. even? It sounds like some bootleg JRPG <laughs> that <laughs> someone brought over. I thought it was the Golden Age arc. <laughs> <It's> like... Yeah. <laughs> but now it feels gonna be more confused between the movies. Like you need to watch the Golden Age arc. Oh, the movies? No, you gotta watch Swordwind Chronicles. What's that? <laughs> There it is, Swordwind Chronicle. Berserk, Berserk and the Swordwind Chronicles. <laughs> it sounds like very bad superhero team. Now I'm Swordwind Chronicles. I was thinking like He-Man type of thing with Berserk with guts. Like I have the dragons. Oh no, I don't have the dragon slayer yet. Shit. <laughs> Sorry. I have a big sword. Berserk and the Swordwind Chronicles. He's a he's a big clanging piece of metal. <laughs> I, I I thought you said that that sixteen seventeen show didn't exist. What's his? Uh, I didn't mention of? anything about sixteen seventeen. I'm just mentioning <laughs> clangs. <laughs> oh, you mean oh ratchet and clang? Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know the sound that happens when you slice a ghost? Clang. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. When you take, clang. when you when you when you kill a rabbit with a knife, clang. also clang, always oh. clang. Well, well, to be honest, though, in a, in a more serious approach with that show, with um, you know, the show that must not be named, I did hear that people did get like a bit of a those who haven't read the manga of said adaptation, they were more open about it. So like, you know, that's a good thing, at least. But. Yeah, to, talking about that show is pretty difficult because I, I do feel that people dismiss it, like you know, for obvious reasons. But uh, well, I, honestly, I know the fully. I'm fully aware that if it was in 2D, no one would be complaining. So, yeah. for me, it was the direction itself. Like, I don't know if this. Oh, those sweeping shots that like, spun around. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, I love that in the uh, the pub scene directly in the beginning, the the camera just goes upside down. <laughs> Oh yeah, and that, that happens a couple head. of times. Mm, I, don't, thought, like, I don't remember like, that actually. It <laughs> <laughs> was a fever dream. It <laughs> didn't happen. Like yeah, they, I, they, I don't even know why. That is from any point of cinematography sense, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like even if that was in two D, that that would make no sense. Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine if you are a legendary composer, Susumu Hirasawa, and you show up and you're the only one who does your job well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but what I wanted uh, to, to address, like, really quickly, uh, like, one adaptation in brackets that we're going to get is uh, Fist of the North Star by the Yakuza um, developers. And that's the I'm best looking... possible adaptation. Yay! <laughs> right, Whole new story. Whole new story, new characters, and, oh, gosh, it's freaking Kenshiro. Who else would you expect? <laughs> yeah, this... Uh, just the, the the trailer where they revealed it with basically a Kenshiro standing in Kamurocho, like blowing guys up. This the world. What more you need, really? Mm. Like this is perfect. I was uh, I was kind of like um, upset by that because I saw the other trailer first, and then I saw the Yakuza ah, okay. reveal with that, which would have been much cooler out of nowhere. Be like, whoa, what did that come from? What does this have to do with yeah. anything? And then <laughs> see the actual full trailer with you know all the other stuff. But I am curious what they're gonna do with this new storyline. Uh, I just, I just hope they're gonna bring it over. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, but I think the Yakuza games are doing pretty good recently, so mm-hmm. <laughs> let's hope for the best. I mean, it's the best state Fist of the North Star franchise has been in in a while. At least it's not another fucking comedy spin-off. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've had more than enough of those, and they aren't even fucking funny. <laughs> Uh, there's only three of them. <laughs> only three. Only. Well, at least we got the salad portions with the other one, but <laughs> at least because <laughs> we got Fist and North Star briefly with updated artwork. I'm thinking, if too bad, it's only for two minutes. <laughs> oh God, no! Like super short form. I mean, at least those movies were pretty good. Yeah. Still waiting on the on a you know, a localized release. Well, we have one here in the German-speaking area, which is a weird we mir- miracle. Yeah, we don't even have the manga right now. Yep. Like, uh, it's it's, it's it, so strange that they, they chose to bring this over. It, it's not even a big thing here, but there you go. We have the movies. Oh, man. Because uh, going back to what we were saying earlier, because there is like a lot of uh, Fist and North Star activity recently this year because of the... Uh, that E1 book about Fist of North Star manga being translated into English, so there's that possibility. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. I'm going to throw the link in all the pictures on the screen here because that, that, that looks so good. Uh-huh. Oh, man. I wish they would deliver that book over here. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd buy it. It seems to be US only. The... Yeah. Ah. We are a third world country. <laughs> Nobody likes us. You complain. We... I live in the I live in the worst place for getting anime. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing. Even buying manga costs me twice as much as anywhere else, just for shipping. Hell, rip, rip. That's what I get for <laughs> living in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> You're kind of Europe. Oh, the <laughs> anti-world, Europe. the Europe of the South. <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, Australia's in Eurovision. Maybe. Oh yeah, true. May, maybe one day we'll make it too. <laughs> well, the only the only other thing was the Fist of Blue Sky was gonna get a sequel series. Oh, oh Fist yeah, of Blue right. Sky is one of the, the founding images of this podcast. Is uh, Kinshiro with his feet in the tiny car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Like, like very buff uni professor who is just too big for this tiny car and decides to just stomp his way. <laughs> through the roof and just stand on there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's perfect. I just hope that... the the artist for the new manga can emulate the style well because it's not going to be drawn by Tetsuo Hara as far as I know. Oh, that's kind of surprising. Well, I hope so because uh, there's some people that could do that because there was this spin-off for Tokochuku recently and it's drawn by someone else and it, they really replicated the um, 80s um, character designs because... The way um the original author draws now for Otokojuku, it's like um a little rough <laughs> when <laughs> compared to his older stuff. So I'm thinking like, what happened? Because even um Tetsuo Hara, his his character designs have gotten like really off lately, especially when it, with the, some of his women, they start look a little anorexic. Oh no. Uh yeah, I mean Hara also has the problem with his eyes. I think he's I don't know something about him being partially blind in one of them so he fucks up perspective and he needs assistance 
to fix it but yeah whatever i mean some of those uh fist of the north star manga spin-offs the guidance they also have pretty fun art styles so they don't have to be exactly accurate but just don't don't make it too off looking i guess i don't know make it cool that's that's the that's what i'm getting at <laughs> yeah the replicating art styles is also very important to to, to get like the, sort of the feel it doesn't feel like a huge break that you can see like oh modernity has happened uh, from there well an art style is a part of what a manga is very much um mm -hmm. they talk about berserk and people are like oh well there's the berserk's always kind of been a problem because berserk's far more about really intricate detail and, and it's still seen than than moving and things like that so it's 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 hard i guess to replicate art style even from anime to manga or manga to manga I do remember, um, I think it was 2016 also where this show came out because I remember there was a lot of people complaining about uh, Terraformers when the second season came out because of the art style change. Oh, oh, yeah. That was an entirely different studio. Yeah. <laughs> That's a show that I... happened. Sure did. <laughs> I was just told to read the manga because uh, I think, if I remember correctly, the anime had like very terrible censoring. Well... On its premiere, there was terrible censoring, and a lot of people were basically bitching left and right, like, oh, they censored the whole thing. And honestly, the censorship was pretty bad. There would be, like, completely blurry images and very huge uh, censored black circles. Not bars, but black circles. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, people... The MS Paint censoring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <laughs> But the thing is, though, people only had to wait, like, about four weeks for them to release the uncensored version, like, all in one go, so... So pretty much all the complaints become null and void in about a couple of months later. I mean, the first season of Terraformers was directed by the same guy that did uh, Technolize and, and Shigurui and all of that stuff. So there's definitely some interesting like visual style going on. But it's, I don't know, the quality of the actual show can be debated so. <laughs> yeah, yeah i was not a fan of that at all yeah well the same thing happens in the manga though because the, the thing is in the first season they kept the um a lot of the exposition from the manga which explains how the biology works of these things and that so then they would have a narrator in the first anime and then the second season got rid of the narrator and lowered all the expositions significantly so the story will flow better but I don't know, it's a strange blend because the first season did something better than the second season, but at the same time did something worse because uh, the first series would use a lot of grayscale and blurry imagery for whatever reason, and then the second series would be very bright and colorful, but, but yeah. at the loss of detail, and there'll be times where it doesn't move too well, and then there'll be times where the first series, they would move too fast and that you couldn't really catch what was going on screen. So it's like, it's, it's not a perfect adaptation of anything, and then despite the tone shifts in the manga because it does happen it goes from yeah it goes from horror into like this tokusatsu type of style of storytelling oh okay I did not expect that uh, yeah because also the live action movie happened as well uh, that was Miike yeah yeah, yeah. but, but it, it, nice. it's uh... <laughs> I, I'm not sure how, how much you can actually squeeze out of Terraformers, but okay. Well, Terraformers just like all right, I guess. It's because um, you know, a lot of there's a big body count, and it's sort of like, should I care? <laughs> type the, the, of thing. The, the the best part about Terraformers is all those weird animal effects you're getting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you know there's this crab that can shoot lasers. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a shrimp with really cool eyesight, which would be pretty helpful for a boxer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, so, yeah, that's interesting stuff. And then, well, again, going back to the old masculine things, that's another show that did have a lot of that. Especially with, like, uh, Michelle K. Davis. It's like, yeah, we got a womanly woman that can, you know, make men explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good premise to me. Yeah, it's I, like, I like mm. the part where the only German character in the show is called Adolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, that's, you know, a, that, oh, that's a name that children in Germany still get. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, Boris and I yeah. were just talking last night, watching uh, Nights and Magic quickly, and it's just um, 
<laughs> Japan and its like vaguely German sounding names that it likes to throw in. What was it? The character of Knight's Magic was just called Freisberg or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Freisberg. Um, and then like was it? Yeah, recreators. Her last name yep. was literally just Osterreich, just Austria. Yep. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Japan always has the obsession with the languages it can pronounce the least. I can sing you songs, epic tales about things I've seen in wrong German in anime. <laughs> because it's so funny because German is a is a very easy language to get wrong. Uh, because there are just so many uh, like rules and, and stuff and words that needs to be tweaked. Like it, everything has a, a different thing that basically you change one thing in a sentence, you have to change the whole sentence. Uh, verbs are at the end of the sentence. That also makes sense. Uh, so th this is why German, when it's pronounced wrong or uh, just basically built wrong, it immediately sounds very, very wrong. And it takes out any amount of seriousness that <laughs> you just had. Language barriers, then. Yeah. Uh, I, mis I, mispronouncing I, I words is very manly. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I can relate to that with the, with the whole like Hispanic background. Because uh, I remember in Fairy Tale, there's these villains called... Um, what were they called? It was a Spanish name. Um, Oracion Seis. But the dub would constantly say Oration. <laughs> you know, but I'm thinking, can't you guys not cannot say Oracion? I mean, come on. <laughs> Please. And, it's right there. I mean, they keep saying it over and over again, so it doesn't help that I was kind of like, you know, that's how it sucked me out. And I was going to ask you guys, since uh, some of you are German here, is that how do you pronounce this word? Is it Brocken or Broken, or is there something else to it? <laughs> it's, uh, broken. Broken, yeah. It, it is broken? I thought it was broken. <laughs> Oh gosh! Okay, uh, if you see a ck, that means the vowel that comes before it uh, needs to be pronounced uh, very short. So oh. it's not broken; it's uh, broken. It needs to be short. Uh, so and that is either means uh, a piece that has broken off or is a mountain. Yeah, because there's a couple of, there's a couple of German characters that I come across that have that name. So I don't know if it was supposed to be broken or broken, and so it'll it'll likely be going like, for them being a a mountain being big. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very one specific mountain but i don't know where it is mm. yeah okay so yeah, from now on I, I should say brock broken junior then so i don't know because because saying because the same broken because saying that in a character name i can't help but think uh, are they pronouncing it wrong or are they saying it right because i don't know <laughs> even i'm not so sure <laughs> i mean the attack on titan openings are always fun to watch <laughs> yeah, for me it was um, the theme song of uh, Killer Kill, uh, the mother character. Oh, uh, dude! <laughs> th th like that song, I didn't even notice that it was German. It was the pronunciation was so all over the place. I thought, like, wait, no, that that isn't German. It was. Well, why, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Why do and, they do that to themselves? I don't know. I mean. At least they haven't caught on to the Slavic languages yet, so I don't have anything to complain there. <laughs> oh, good. Well, someone needs to fan dub the <laughs> Lady Ra Lady Ragius theme song then in German. <laughs> I, I think I have seen it somewhere with like somewhat okay German, well, but still you have to to super tweak words because like melody wise and rhythm wise, mm -hmm. it just doesn't fit. Uh, it it just stretches out words and shortens them so so that they don't sound like words anymore. Mm. Y you can belt it out in your free time, Elena. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> when you go for today. Yeah, <laughs> for the for the Godcast, I must do this. <laughs> <laughs> I must sacrifice myself. <laughs> Embrace my German heritage. <laughs> oh, Garcast is just, community. just smothered in Germans. It's like we even have um, German voice actor <laughs> for an intro and German music and all kinds of neat stuff. Oh, yeah. Ali and I are just kind of sitting here. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> We're all very multi multicultural in here. I have to admit, uh, 
I think one series that got the the Germanness quite right in its words and its usage was uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes for me. Well, like the, aside the, from the title. Aside from the title, which is absolutely wrong. Which, uh, which that is uh, makes no Helden sense. Sagen vom Himmelsinsel, which is, uh, ow, <laughs> you, you don't do that. That it sounds grammatically super wrong. Also, also some of those words don't make any sense. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> they just really don't. Uh, but but I like that um, all the, the the German words that are in there or all the names uh, feel super old timey. Or are either taken from like uh, the Nibelungen or like other like legends, so they they have an old timey feel, and that's what I like about them that they don't feel like we are trying to emulate German, but like yeah, we just have something from your literature or something. Like mm-hmm. uh, like that like like Lohengrim that is that is from like Wagner's uh, Nibelungen stuff, like that, that's cool. So 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 it's not made up at least. I mean, even aside from German, you you have some really mangled English in anime as well. Well, I always yeah, re- I always remember the one scene from Symphogear where the lady tries to speak English and is instead invoking an old one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's the other thing as well is like when they get someone that's always got a very thick Japanese accent that's not confident with the language just sort of speaking it. So that was in like um, Zankyo no Terra as they had they were FBI agents. And they were speaking like this in English. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, remember. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to the one guy that voiced the uh, foreign caring, uh, character in... Uh, what was the name? The, the, the fucking Attack on Titan uh, rip-off show. <laughs> oh, um... Uh, that was an actual okay. American Cabinary. guy for us. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. of the Iron yeah. Fortress. Was he just, oh, that scene was the best. He was a great uh, character. He speaks Japanese with an English accent, and it's pretty good. That that, that guy is great. Yeah. Cool. I, I don't remember much from that show, but it was him and uh, Back Muscle Girl, which seemed to awaken a lot of things in a lot of people. Yeah. Back Muscle Girl should have been the protagonist. <laughs> also, that's her name. It's canon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Back Muscle Girl. I, don't know. I, I quite liked... Um... Have an area of the Iron Fortress, but I think we've been over this already when we did the um, in like India thing. Like the first episode, it was pretty metal. <laughs> I, th- this podcast is really Mr. Worldwide over here. You're like the the, the pit bull of anime podcasts. <laughs> pit bull of anime podcasts. Wow. Oh no! Oh dear. We're currently on like three continents. The one the other podcast has that. <laughs> Four time zones, bitches. Woo! It created absolutely zero problems. <laughs> none whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally know about none of the problems that happen. I totally know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I, I, it's really hard with time zones because it's like I sort of start keeping loose track of stuff. Boris and I were finishing up watching Nights and Magic last night. Uh, sort of where we stopped about halfway through. And he's like, Oh, you know, you're going to be able to get up in time for the podcast. I'm like, what podcast? Oh, that's right. There's a podcast in seven hours. <laughs> I have to go to bed. <laughs> oh. It's a it's a good thing I brought it up at all. Yeah, I remember to set alarm. Mind you, I woke up before my alarm anyway. <laughs> and I was in, the podcast was an hour later. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that. Yeah. Also, you have uncovered our secret now. I think uh, we had a comment somewhere that said, oh, I like that you guys are so chill to listen to. And it's like, yeah, I think that is because uh, either one half is tired and the other one is just stood up. <laughs> so uh, it's basically well, just the last episode. I don't, I don't know. I you, you might not have noticed, but I was very tired <laughs> and I was rambling a lot at the end. And I don't remember saying a lot of the shit I did. <laughs> like scrolling out Nisekoi on the big pad. I don't remember doing that. Uh, yeah, that was our uh, subtopic of language in anime. <laughs> Probably almost got enough to wrap up. It's been a nice, it's been a quick session, actually. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else uh, we want to address? Or? Oh. Uh, we didn't things. have anything oh, in the first place. Hell yeah. 
Uh, stay manly, keep lifting, uh, stay hydrated, kids. <laughs> it's important. It's good for the muscle. Be like Boris, <laughs> buy, buy dumbbells again. Yeah, oh, yeah, buy more dumbbells and weights. Do your pull-ups and push-ups. Boris really quit work not to become an artist just to get fucking swole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna stop once I look like Kenshiro. Then it's fine. <laughs> Go back into, into into the workplace like that. <laughs> I like that. Was one thing you posted? You said yeah, the the ultimate artist goal is that you can use yourself as a reference for manly stuff. Yeah. <laughs> basically, don't have to look up a thing anymore. Just get in front of the mirror and say, "Yeah." That's the ultimate one. Yeah. I have become the true man. <laughs> Boris can replicate his um, his favorite anime, Hero Manga Simster, and use himself as reference. <laughs> or better yet, it's like I have become. Or better yet, I have become the figure, the manly figure I always wanted to be. Now I can make the live action Fist of the North Star. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, those are those are my life goals, and we're gonna uh, round out the podcast on that note. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I didn't get to to much working out due to by writing on stuff, but I did manage to pull off my Kiryu Kazuma cosplay, and I'm insanely chuffed about that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, then I would say uh, thank you very much for being here, uh, Hero. Yeah, I would like to be here another time if possible. <laughs> hopefully this hopefully this time will be more focused. I guess. <laughs> yeah. We built ourselves like a, a proper plan, uh, time-wise and topic-wise, mm -hmm. and then and then reappear. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. So then, uh, thank you very much uh, for listening, and uh, thank you very much for being here, uh, hero. And uh, so uh, this has been uh, the usual round, uh, which was uh, Alistair. Bye bye. Uh, Boris. Bye. Uh, Tom. Take care. And hero. Manly. <laughs> 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 nice so uh, see you all again and bye bye